Welcome to From Betrayal to Breakthrough. I'm Dr. Debbie Silber, and today's guest is Paul Ozenkup. And Paul is a humor strategist and international keynote speaker with a mission of global workplace happiness. As a university instructor and dean of students, Paul's side hustle of stand-up and improv comedy quickly became a nerdy obsession, and he began researching the benefits of humor. Today, Paul is recognized as a leading expert in the professional application of humor to reduce stress, build resilience, increase influence, and boost happiness. His TEDx talk, Leading with Laughter, The Power of Humor in Leadership, has been viewed more than 200,000 times, and he is a content creator for the mental health and well-being app, Happify. Paul is also president of the Association for Applied and Therapeutic Humor, an international organization dedicated to the study and application of humor to enhance health and human performance. Paul's work has been highlighted in Forbes, Success Magazine, Reader's Digest, and on his mom's refrigerator. (laughs) My next guest is going to help you, as he says, find the funny. He's actually going to teach you how to rewire yourself so you start looking for things you find amusing. When you do, you'll realize you're laughing more than you were before, and that's a great thing. Here's Paul. Okay, everybody. So this is going to be a little bit different for us because today we're going to be talking with a humor strategist. We have Paul Ozenkup with us and you know healing from betrayal is not is not easy, but he's going to help uh show us some new tools and strategies that may make it a bit easier. So welcome Paul. Thank you. Just excited to have you with us. So first tell us what is a humor strategist? Yeah, well, I help people um essentially harness the power of humor to um achieve a a positive desired outcome. So sometimes that's with leadership or work, changing work culture. Um, A lot of what I do is actually using humor to decrease stress and boost happiness. And so, um, and there's a ton of research around that. So I'm happy to share some of those things with your listeners. I would love to hear that because, you know, there are just some people who, um, you know, there are some people who are just naturally funny and some who it just seems like it's sort of an effort to be funny and and, (laughs) and that's kind of painful, but funny in its own way. So, yeah, I'd love some strategies. Just lead us off with a few. All right. Well, yeah. Well, first of all, you know, (laughs) there is that. And it's probably the, the top question I get asked is, it's all great. You know, I mean, I used to do stand up comedy and improv comedy. So people say, well, that's great if you're naturally funny, but you know, what if you're just not that funny? And I would say, you know, if, if that's you, if you're sitting there thinking, well, you know, that's all well and good, but I, I, I'm just not all that funny. You might be right. You might not be funny at all. That's okay. Uh, and, and it's, it's more important to be self-aware, which it sounds like if you're thinking that you're not funny, you might be self-aware or just humble which is uh, even more important than being funny. So, um, but what, what I have found over time is that humor is not a talent. Humor is a habit. And it's, it's just like any other muscle that you work out. It's when you um, start developing your sense of humor intentionally and strategically, it grows over time. So there are, there are uh, humor habits that you can develop um, to get better at it. One is just exposing yourself to it. Um, I think a lot of us go through life just kind of hoping like, yeah, I'm sure some funny things will happen or, um, I'm sure I'll laugh some today or, you know, I've got some friends that occasionally say some funny things or whatever, but how often do we like prime the pump for positivity and, and really pat our surroundings with 
humor on purpose. So one simple strategy would be to look at your social networks and what are you liking and following? Because those are just mirrors, right? So if I'm, if I'm, uh, liking and following, you know, CNN and, and news organizations, I'm going to get a lot of news in my feed. But if I'm specifically going, okay, well, I love Stephen Colbert and, um, I love Saturday night live, whatever. And I start liking and following some of those things, or even making a YouTube, um, playlist, then all of a sudden what starts showing up more for me are comedy videos, um, are around what I like. So that's one simple way to start just kind of priming things to get more laughs in, in your day. And I, I love that you're saying that because it's so true. The self-awareness is, is a huge, a huge piece of it. We can't change anything we're not aware of. Right. So here okay. we are bringing attention to do, what am I allowing into my day? What am I listening to? What am I watching? What am I, what am I hearing? Who am I surrounding myself with? And, and, you know, there are these people who just find humor in everything. And, and I guess it's not that they're really finding it. They're they're It just doesn't happen. They're seeking that out. Right. And because of it, that's, that is what they're finding. So, okay. So go, go, go ahead and give us some more strategies. Yeah. Well, so, and you're exactly right. And even as, as, um, somebody who I've been a lifelong, um, humorist, I guess. And, and I study humor and, and love it, but, uh, I even found myself like I would be driving to work and listening to news radio and feeling like, ah, oh, man, it's a, like I, at some point, And then I'd, I'd be listening to, um, always serious stuff in my, in my headphones, you know? And I realized if I mix that, when I mix that up, it just has a completely different outcome. There's times where I want to be informed or I want to hear what's going on. But then I found this um, app called Laughable. It is so great. It's it's an app on your phone that you can literally search any funny person, any comedian you want and uh, search for them by name. And it'll bring up like all of the, if they do stand up or whatever, it'll bring up all that stuff. Plus anytime they've been interviewed on a podcast or anything like that. So you can literally, it's like right at the palm of your fingertips. It's crazy. Oh, that's, um, that's a great thing. But you know what? And there are also so many different types of humor. Like personally, I, I love laughing, but I just don't find sarcasm. Right. right. That's just not my thing. I mean, I am so sensitive to other people's feelings that, that just someone making fun of someone else is one thing you want to poke fun at yourself. And that gets me that that's a, I don't know, that hurts me too. (laughs) But There's something about sarcasm. I just don't find that funny. And I know some people love that. So how do we even find the, the right type of humor for us? Or what are the different types? Are there, are there different types like categories? Yeah, there, there are a lot of different types and depending on who you ask, there's, there's some, the researchers that say there's four types of humor. I mean, I think there's a lot more than, than that. Um, ultimately I like any other form of communication. I think humor can be used as a tool and as a weapon. And for me, I like humor that, uh, it makes people feel good. Right. And, and makes me feel good. Some people really enjoy sarcasm. I find that when things get too sarcastic, it starts to be like a negative, like it just feels negative to me when, when things get super sarcastic. That being said, I love satire though. And satire can get a little bit sarcastic. Um, but usually it's making, you know, uh, one kind of rule with humor is, is punch up, not down. Right. So satire is usually, um, uh, poking fun at, at 
things that are in power and institutions that are in power, which is a little different for me. But um, there's a couple types of humor, uh, one called affiliative humor. And that is essentially, are you, are, are you making people laugh to bring people together? Does that type of humor bring folks together? Um, and, and then there's, there's also humor that be like, uh, for example, uh, some people call it like self-deprecating humor. Um, I call it self-enhancing humor because if you are, if you're using humor about your own life or your own situation and you're doing so with the intent to either make yourself feel better or make other people laugh, and it's something you're confident enough with to, to joke about, then um, it, I don't think it's deprecating at all. And I, and I think what, what's really super interesting to me is the balance between, um, say, humility and, and poking fun at yourself and self-confidence. Mm-hmm. And that, you know, confidence without any humility is just arrogance. Mm-hmm. But uh, humility with no self-confidence is just self-deprecation. And there's this kind of fine balance. Like um, I, I joke around a lot when I when I do speaking engagements. Some of the first things I do is make fun of myself. You know, I'm this short, white, bald dude. I look a lot like um, uh, James Carville, who's a political correspondent. And people tell me that all the time. So I've got some jokes about that and about my height. And, um, I, you know, I'll tell you, <laughs> uh, one of the things, uh, even with networking, that uh, happened to me. I was at this conference and you know how you're like networking at a conference mm-hmm. and I'm passing out business cards and, you know, trying to sell myself and all this. So I'm shaking hands here, give me a call, give me a call. And I uh, end up talking to this CEO guy and, uh, and, uh, was at a, at a very big company. So I'm like a little bit nervous, but trying to be all Mr. Schmoozy guy. And, uh, I say, okay, well, great. Sounds good. Give me a call. And I hand him instead of my business card, my hotel room key. <laughs> and he like looks at it and he's like, Oh, that escalated quickly. And I was like, Oh God, no, no, no. Uh, and, uh, it was, it, he, he was cool. Um, and a really, really nice guy. And, um, you know, didn't come, you know, stay in my room with me or anything. But, um, so I, you know, when I screw up, when I've got, um, situations like that, that I can make fun of myself for, it endears, it endears people to you and, and it makes other people laugh a bit. Um, so to me, I love that type of humor that really works for me. And I think for people who are maybe going through a hard time or trying to de-stress a bit, um, you know, Charlie Chaplin once said, to really laugh, you need to be able to take your pain and play with it. Mm-hmm. And that's where you can really, I mean, most good comedy and humor comes from the pain points in life. You know, we don't go like, Oh, it's so funny. I've just got way too much money and I'm so happy all the time. You know, and it's like, that's not funny. But when uh, we screw something up, another thing that I did, I'll tell you, <laughs> uh, I was I was supposed to um, speak at this conference and uh, I was like the, like the first morning keynote. So I was like, I'm going to get up and I'm going to go downstairs. And, you know, it's at this hotel that has one of those like continental breakfasts. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, I'm, I'll, what I'll do is I'll just throw on what I was wearing yesterday real quick and I'll go down there, grab some food and go up back up to my room and get ready. So I run downstairs and it's packed down there and I'm, I've got a tray of stuff and my coffee and all that. And every step I take, I feel something in my pant leg, like keep moving down my pant leg. And I'm like, oh, no. what, what the heck is this? <laughs> and then I realize in my like 
hustle to cruise downstairs, it was the underwear that I was wearing yesterday that was still in my pants. That's like making it way down to the bottom of my pant leg. And all of these people that are down there are the people I'm going to be speaking to later. <laughs> so now I'm like standing there like a flamingo with one leg up and one leg down. Like, oh, oh my no. gosh. And I'm like kind of almost hopping back to the elevator. So embarrassing, you know. Um, so a lot of times we think of the little pain points in life. And, and, and you know what? I'm going to stop you there because I have a very similar story. I yeah. Because I travel all the time with speaking and, and, yeah, yeah. and groups I'm in and that kind of thing. And it was really super early in the morning and I'm hustling just to get ready to catch a flight home. And I get ready and I, I get, um, you know, I get stopped just to just to have to get checked, whatever. And I'm like, all right, what is it now? And this happens often. I just get stopped. There's something in my, usually I'll bring coffee and they, they right. don't like the coffee or whatever it is. <laughs> and, uh, you know, so I get stopped and pulled over. I'm like, all right, so that's what that is. And they were checking me. Okay. And they were checking my leg and there was a lump right behind my knee. So then it was, okay, we need a woman come, you know, bring a woman over to check so they can feel around. And then they had me go in the separate room. There's a separate room, like where it's like when, when you really need, your knee. yeah, when you really need to be checked. Now I'm getting afraid. So, and then they asked me to take my pants down. So I'm like, what the heck is going on? Whoa. So I, I dropped my pants and wouldn't you know, there was a ball, there was a pair of socks behind my knee. That <laughs> oh, man, <that's laughs> when great. I was getting ready in a hurry, I just he pulled my pants up real quickly. Yeah. And, and the sock just dropped right out. So I, I hear, and yeah, it's a funny story now, but back I've then. Never, it really, <laughs> I've never heard that all the way to TSA. That's great. Yeah. That's so it crazy. really, uh, it was with me. It just big ball of socks, a big pair of socks. So that means it, we're, we're in yeah. way too big of a hurry if we're not even. If if, if we still have clothes in our clothes. That's it. So it's just, you know, the, the lessons we learn. So how how is it? Because, you know, when something's going on, like in a situation like that, I mean, yes, it was ridiculous. And I, I saw the humor in it right back then. But how can we, it, it really, it's like a call to lighten up a bit. Yeah. And, and especially with someone healing from betrayal, and that's who this show is for. Right. They need opportunities to, to, you know, to laugh more and laughter does help us heal. I mean, it boosts our immune system. There's, uh, was it Norman Cousins, mm -hmm. I think, who had that, uh, that disease. And really, what did he do? He, he like locked himself in a, in a room and just watched all kinds of funny shows. Right. right and right. And it helped him heal. I mean, there is some real power in humor. How would you suggest someone get started? Like if they're, they're saying, I am just so not funny. I don't even know the first thing about humor. What do I do? How yeah. do I get started? Well, well, first of all, you know, you mentioned Norman Cousins and his, all his stuff was kind of anecdotal. Like, it, it, you know, he felt like this helped me. But since then, there's you're right. There has been a ton of research. And so you know, when we laugh, it actually does lower the cortisol in our brain, which is a stress causing chemical and boosts all of the really good dopamine, endorphins, and and um, serotonin, and, and those are all the things that cause us to feel happy, and particularly oxytocin, which um, helps with our connection with other people, which I think is really important also to feeling better. Um, so in terms of how you do that, I think you bring up a good point, like, okay, it, it's not that easy to, in the moment, especially when you're feeling like crap, 
to just like, oh, this is so funny. And I'm just going to laugh this off because you know, people say that all the time. Like, oh, you need to lighten up or laugh it off or have a better sense of humor. And it's like, that's the last thing I want to hear when I'm upset. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right? <laughs> um, and, and when am I supposed to do that? You know, like when I'm having a crappy day and, and I lock the, the, my keys in the trunk of my rental car and I'm supposed to, oh, <laughs> I'm so funny. Life is silly. No, I'm like freaking out and pissed off. Um, that being said, we can actually train our brains to do it um, and, and to get better at that. And so here's one, here's one tip um, on how to do that. So if you, for a week, write down at the end of your day, write down three things you found amusing or funny that day, um, just for one week. Um, our researchers, um, I'm the president of an organization called um, the Association for Applied and Therapeutic Humor. And we study the application of humor. And, <clears throat> and just doing that exercise, uh, uh, seven days, writing down three things you found amusing or funny each day, they found actually decreases depressive symptoms and increases happiness for up to six months. Wow. Now imagine if you do it for a couple of weeks. Um, the, and it's so similar. I'm sorry, you said it decreases depressive symptoms and what else does it and, do? And, and boosts happiness, uh, oh. increases overall feelings of happiness for up to six months. Mm-hmm. Because what you're, what you're doing really, I mean, uh, you, you, you've probably heard of a similar exercise with gratitude journals and like, mm-hmm. what am I grateful for? Well, what you're doing is you're focusing on some things that made you smile or laugh or that you found amusing. It didn't even have to be things that you busted out laughing out loud at. It's just that you found them amusing or, or funny. Um, also what I love about that is that it helps me remember the funny stuff that happens mm-hmm. during the day. Cause mm-hmm. how often is, are, are you like, Oh man, there, some, there was something really funny or we were laughing. I can't remember what it was, or someone told me a joke and I can never remember it. So that's one super easy tip right there. It, and it, it also, then we start, it trains our brain to start seeing the humor in real time rather than retrospect, because you'll write those things down that happened earlier in the day. But what I found then is as you start doing that, then something during your day happens that you normally would get frustrated about or upset about. And you think, oh, I'll be writing this down later. And what I like even more about that, you start looking for things, I imagine. Because then it's like, well, I'm going to add, you know, I want to make sure I I have my three things. So I'm going to be on the lookout for these things. And now look at the mindset of someone looking for something funny or looking for the humor in something, as opposed to assuming something really bad is going to happen or that it won't work out, or of course it's not going to go my way, blah, blah, blah. Where here instead you are absolutely rewiring your brain, rewiring your mind to look for something funny. I love that. Yeah. Yeah. And, and we know that when we find things funny, humor is is one of the one of the things that actually starts firing in all areas of the brain, um, and so it it does it does a lot for uh, our overall feelings of happiness. So that's amazing. So, what other strategies and, and tips do you have for us? Yeah. Um, so, even for example, like at work, <clears throat> um, taking a humor break. Uh, I think sometimes when we're feeling when we're feeling down. Um, or when we're not feeling ourselves, we can get distracted, lethargic, anxious, and that throws us off at, in our work lives as well. Um, and so I know for me, when I'm not feeling at my best, my work suffers because I'm just not quite as productive. So here's a little productivity tip would be, um, we've, we've also found that people who take 
obviously people who take a break at work, like a 15 minute break are more productive after the break. People who take a 15 minute break and watch some sort of humorous video are twice as productive as those people who took a break without any humor intervention, right? So planning that, okay, on my break, I'm going to have, you know, you, like we talked about before, you already maybe um, made a playlist of funny things you like. So throw that in there on your break, um, you know, rather than looking at Twitter and seeing, oh, what's, what's all going on? Like, make sure you throw something funny in there that it boosts your productivity. The other thing that, that I do, if, if you're in an environment where you can do this, is like I keep little things um, uh, nearby. Like I've got a ukulele next to me um, that I just uh, tinker around with when I need a little break. I, I have little um, scarves, like little juggling scarves because uh-huh. I'm practicing to juggle. Um, anything that, you know, fun and humor aren't the same thing, but uh, they often show up in, in the same places. And particularly if you're around other people and you're, and you have little things like that, usually people will start laughing. So in trying to incorporate more novelty, uh, novel, fun things into your day, mm-hmm. um, or going and doing new things. Um, typically your first time doing something or trying something ends up being something you laugh about. Right. And you know, like all of a sudden I just pictured that person who there are so often I see because I'm on, you know, I'm, I'm here to help people heal, but I see that they're hiding behind humor. Yeah. And a lot of, that's when it's not used. I see it not used to be, they're not being honest and, and, right. you know, they're, they're laughing at something, but it's that, it's that fake laugh. And you just know there's a whole lot of pain yep. behind that. Kid, let's talk about that for a little bit. Do you see that? How do you work with that? How do you Yeah, I I think um, it's like anything else. Um, I I call it that sometimes you got to read between the punchlines because the people will, um, you're right, they'll kind of deflect and not really get to the heart of the issue, particularly if you're doing like coaching or counseling or things like that. And you hear people, I used to work with college students a lot. And so they would have kind of this nervous laughter or they would joke around about inappropriate things when they were maybe in some trouble. Um, and I, I do think it's important to, uh, call that out and you know, to say like, well, you're laughing about this, but it also seems like it's hurtful. Mm-hmm. Um, now that being said, just because something's hurtful doesn't mean it's not okay to laugh about it. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's a really close connection between laughing and crying. So sometimes people say like, I, you know, I just don't even think I can laugh about this yet. Mm-hmm. Well, are you done crying about it? Um, or if all I can do is laugh about this, maybe you haven't cried about it enough. And, and so I think those are important conversations to have. And I, and I, and I do think humor can be a defense mechanism where, well, if I, that's kind of where the sarcasm, like you talked about, um, you know, if I just joke around about this and that's all I do, I don't have to seriously deal with it. Um, I think the healthier way, if you want to use humor as a distraction is, rather than than poking fun at the issue is just distract yourself with some positive humor, mm-hmm. you know, help yourself feel better and then dive in and deal with whatever the issue is. And sometimes, I mean, I've found just even personally that y- you're so entrenched and so immersed in the pain of it all that you just, and I've done this where all of a sudden I just start laughing at yeah. the ridiculousness of it. I'm like, I can't, and, and it, I can't believe how, how this just 
took all of my time, effort, attention, everything. And when you you look at it almost like from this this the thirty thousand foot level, you, you you realize how insane it is. And there's something very funny about it if you can you know even if it's just a release in that moment and it's in that in that release there's that letting go there's that little bit of levity and it gives you that space that you need to maybe go back at it again or something absolutely yeah and what a what a great uh moment when those things happen when for no reason or maybe something random happens and it's all of a sudden we start laughing and it's like oh thank thank god um uh, a, a colleague of mine is a um, mental health therapist, and she was telling me that she was having a very serious conversation with a woman that she was pretty worried about um, having suicidal ideations. And um, so, as she's telling this woman, who had been a little bit guarded, and you know, their their relationship was good, but um, she wasn't sure she really wanted to disclose how she was feeling. So right when this therapist says, you know, I'm, I'm worried about you and, and wondering if you're having thoughts of suicide. And the woman said, well, yeah. And right when that happened, there's a music therapy studio not too far away. And these big drums go boom, 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 oh, boom, no. boom. And they both just looked at each other and started dying laughing, you know, just cracking up and the, and the woman. And so now it's kind of this inside joke between the two of them that when they start talking about something serious, it's like, boom, 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 boom. So, um, y- you know, and that brings up another point because here's, this has happened and it's truly like the most embarrassing thing. We were, I remember my family, I have four kids and, and we were, it's my husband and I, my, our four kids, and we were at a funeral. So here we are at the, at the funeral ceremony mm-hmm. and we heard just, it was, I don't even, it was just the weirdest singing in the other room. Now imagine here we are, this somber moment, and we all got the giggles. And it couldn't have been, the timing could not have been worse. And the and then it was, here I am trying to shush the kids, and then I'm laughing, of course. And then this, so the next kid and the next kid, and we were all, what's that about? What What is just the giggles? And when you can't stop, when it is the worst time, like when you're a student in class and you're not supposed to be doing that, or during those these serious moments, and you just cannot stop laughing, what's that about? I tell you, the the uh, humor, laughing is really contagious. Like I said, that the, there are a lot of those chemicals that are released when we laugh. And uh, when, when it starts, it, it can be difficult to stop for sure. And actually, some of the best comedy bits um, of all time are there's, – there's a Mary Tyler Moore episode from a long time ago where they start laughing at a funeral and can't, and can't stop. And it is – I mean, it's a classic. Um, and – uh, what's interesting about that too, is we are 30 times more likely to laugh in groups than by ourselves. So when, when we say, well, gosh, you know, nothing funny is happening around me or I, you know, I, I, there's really nothing going on. One other tip is to put yourself around other people uh, as much as you can, because you are way more likely to laugh when you're around other people. I don't know if you've ever done this where, you're like by yourself watching a movie or a TV show and it's actually funny to you, but you don't laugh. You just kind of smile like, huh, that's funny. And I've done that. I'm like, why am I not laughing? If it's, but if the other people are there, we probably start laughing together. It's such a weird, um, weird thing. So the other thing, uh, when you talk about laughing, when you're not supposed to, um, that, uh, your viewers can Google if they want like a, 
uh, a nice little go-to video is just you know, go to YouTube and search in um, news anchors laughing. And there are so many clips of news anchors just losing it and they can't, oh, they that. can't keep it straight. And yeah. I, I love those ones because um, it, it gets me for sure. It's really contagious. And I guess it's, it's what makes people real. Like bloopers yeah. are my favorite part of the movie, you know, when yeah. they, when they put those in the end, it's so true. So Paul, what do you want to make sure everyone knows before we wrap up? You know, that regardless of what you're going through, um, you know, we, we kind of just started talking about spontaneous laughter and, and moments where things just happen. But I would say that, uh, you don't have to hope for humor to happen. You can harness it and be intentional about it. Um, and so, you know, using some of those things we talked about, um, the other thing would just mundane things that you that you have to do during your day. Try to spice them up, you know, with, you know, I do dishes with a smiley face sponge because it just, it, and then I make it, he's got like a little mouth and I make him eat the spoons when I clean them, you know, whatever. It, it just breaks things up. So there are a lot of ways that you can do it intentionally, whatever type of humor you like, and you don't have to wait and hope things happen. Um, so, and, and if people want to know more about that, they can get in touch with me of how to increase these habits. We also have a, an international conference every year, um, aath.org. And um, this year is going to be in uh, next May, Mental Health Awareness Month. And it's going to be all about humor and happiness. And it's in New Orleans, which will be sweet. Oh, wonderful. So where do we learn more about you? Where do we go? Uh, just my name, paulozincup.com. It's O-S-I-N-C-U-P. And you have a TEDx as well, right? Yeah. Yeah. I've got a TEDx talk on humor and leadership. And so it's about why people in leadership positions um, need to take themselves less seriously. Isn't that nice? And, and I guess, you know, and I just realized it may be, what, what happens when you're having an off day? There's a lot, there's a lot of pressure on you to be funny. <laughs> oh man. Every time when I tell people what I do, they're like, make me laugh. Uh, right? And I'm like, ah, okay. Um, <laughs> it's, it's weird. Uh, but you know, I do have off days. I mean, my, my wife would tell you just, just the other day we were, um, hiking in Montana and, uh, I was just, I don't know. I, I was like, I get all quiet and whatever. And in my own head, just like anybody else. And what is great about her that she knows that humor works for me. And so she said, well, if you want, we can go, uh, uh, grab a bite to eat somewhere and just talk about how miserable we are. <laughs> I was like, okay. Well, there you go. <laughs> you know, like she just knew that I just needed to like chill. So, um, you know, sometimes that happens. I, I think that, um, when you do though, start re I, I, I have really found this when you do, I quit comedy for a while because it, I felt like it consumed my life. Um, but when I got back into finding the funny and really trying to focus on what's funny around me, um, I found my, I, I get in a bad mood far less often. Well, isn't that worth it right there? Right. And I think that's a great place to end. Paul, <laughs> I want to thank you so much for your time, for your wisdom, and for just uh, giving us a little bit of levity and, and uh, adding some fun into our day. Thanks so much. Hey, I appreciate it. Fun to be here. I love how Paul explained the different types of humor, and I thought the exercise he suggested was so interesting. Just as you may have heard about writing down three things 
you're grateful for each day, Paul suggests writing down three things you found funny or amusing. Over time, you're actually training your brain to look for these things. And as studies have shown, this strategy reduces depressive symptoms and boosts happiness for up to six months. Stay in touch with Paul by going to paulozencup.com and we'll have all of his information in the show notes at pbtinstitute.com forward slash podcast. Here's my biggest takeaway. Laughter heals. And while we each have our own preference around what we think is funny. It's time to get more of it in your life. Whether that's watching funny videos, like personally, I love those clips of babies laughing, or whatever else does it for you, laughter is proven to help boost your immune system, increase your overall level of happiness, and let's face it, makes you someone we all want to be around. And I'm going to give you something to smile about a little gift from me. Head over to pbtinstitute.com to receive my gift of how your biggest crisis reveals your greatest gift. And let us support you. Go to Facebook and join our group, Women Hacking Betrayal, where we give information, tools, and support to help you move forward and heal once and for all. Can't wait to be with you next time. And here's to your breakthrough. Breakthrough.